0: Traveling the world, searching for equestrians of all breeds. The journey starts now on the International Equine Network. Good afternoon, uh, equestrians from around the world. This is Scott Miller at the International Equine Network in Delray Beach, Florida. Uh, we got a lot of live programs going on uh, today. I want to start out first by thanking all the people at BBS Radio for um, helping me out and getting me down the road a little bit here. Uh, you need to go to um, www.bbsradio.com and see what all they have. Uh, it's an amazing um, company. It's an amazing website that we have there. And um, fortunately for me, I, I lucked into uh, getting with these folks. And um, for, uh, Doug uh, and Don, uh, really good. Um, you can hear uh, ientv. dot uh, org um, on uh, various stations through um, BBS, um, iHeart, Spotify, Roku, and YouTube. There are just a few of the many, many um, outlets that we have to listen to the International Equine Network on. Uh, go to go to their website and check it out. They got all kinds of entertainment on there. You'll never get bored by going to bbs. dot com. Um, on today's program uh, we're going to start with america's days at the days at the races um, it's a it's a great great uh, uh website to go to uh, they they do uh um, horse racing and and everything from all around the world um, if you go to fox channel finder s n y channel finder uh you you will find out uh, all the different programs that they have on, um, on the, uh, America's Days at the races. Um, for example, uh, from now, um, to the end of the month, um, it's just loaded every day. Um, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th, um, at 1230 p.m. Uh, to 530 p.m., we have American Days at, at the races, um. That's on uh, October 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th this week. Next week, uh, it's October 14th, 15th, 16th, 17th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, and 24th, America's Day and that's the Races. And then we end up the month on um, Thursday, October 28th, uh, Friday, October 29th, Saturday, the 30th, and then Sunday, uh, the um, uh, 31st, uh, which would be Halloween. Um, there, it's a great uh, uh, website to go to. You can watch live racing those days. And, and it's just, uh, it's a, a good day, good entertainment to go through and, and everything. Um, now uh, we're going to uh, talk about um, the different things that make the horse industry go. And uh, this is directed towards the uh, thoroughbred industry and every association and every breed has uh, something uh, similar to the program that we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, the TRF um, awards $105,000 uh, $100, grants uh, to the Thoroughbred Education and Research Foundation. Uh, it's amazing what they do. Um, the, the, the money that's available um, in 2021 to fund scholarships and education, $10,000 was awarded to uh, the Belmont Child Care Association, $2,500 to Amplify Horse Racing, $12,000 to Cornell University um, of Veterinary Medicine, $4,000 to the Mid-Atlantic Horse Rescue, $5,000 to the Retired uh, Horse Project, $5,000 to the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation, $4,000 to the University of Minnesota Foundation. $10,000 to the Maryland Horse Industry Foundation, $14,000 to the University of Pennsylvania uh, School of Veterinary and Medicine, $16,000 to Wilson College, and $4,000 was awarded to the Horseman uh, U. Uh, a lot of these programs that, that we just uh, went over there um, really help uh, the horse industry. Um, they're on the cutting edge uh, leading into the, what's good for horses, and, uh, you know, how, how we can rehab them and the different programs, uh, that we can take. We can take retired horses off the racetrack and, and turn them into show horses, um, which is, which is a fantastic program that, that they have now, um, for the show horse industry is, um, uh, you, you can retire a race horse, take him off the track, um, as long as you show the, uh, uh, racing papers, uh, and, and your, um, uh, Jockey Club certificate, uh, to, uh, uh, the show horse people, um, that in, uh, will get you into the Thoroughbred Incentive Program. And it's a program to rehome and reschool, uh, thoroughbred racehorses. And, uh, that's exactly what they're doing now. Um, we're reschooling and, and, and doing everything that we can. Uh, you know, for the thoroughbreds that are retired, to give them a second life. And it's working out pretty good. Uh, we have quite a few of them here at, uh, uh Sunshine Meadows, uh, Equestrian Center in Delray Beach, Florida. And, and they're, they're doing real good in the shows all over the country. And so we're excited about uh, having that, uh, to see what's, uh, going on, um, you know, uh, with the retired horses. Um, uh, keeps them out of the killer lots. And it gives them a new home. And a lot of them really enjoy it. They really enjoy it. uh, So now we're going to go to uh, talk a little bit of mathematics here. Um, The mathematics we're going to talk about is the third quarter handle is uh, 10% ahead of the pre-pandemic in 2019. Uh, Wager in the U.S. fell uh, more than 12.3% during September to contribute to a 2% third quarter slide this year. The wagering remains to uh, be up sharply relatively to the pre-pandemic uh, figures of 2019. According to the data supplied October 5th by Equibase, compared to two years ago, betting during the most recent um, quarter uh, climbed 10.2% from, nine, from uh, about $2.9 billion to $3.2 billion wagered on the horse racing industry here in the United States. Um, it's just a, a, an unbelievable thing that, that we could not believe ha- happened. Um, last year, the Kentucky Derby presented by Woodford Reserve and other major races from Churchill Downs were contested in early September after the COVID-19 forced the postponement of the race um, from its customary um, placement in early May. Uh, the Derby Day program and the Kentucky Oaks Day program were two of the most popular cards with betters each year, and spiked betting during the uh, third quarter of 2020. Uh, other tracks uh, responded stakes in major events amid the shuffled stakes calendar last year, uh, perched both boasting by gain- gaining um, revenue in uh, some jurisdictions, uh, rose to nearly 365 million dollars. Uh, uh and that, that was uh uh the past 4.4% 4. 4, uh, climb in relative to 2019 and also it just goes to show you that that the horse industry is on the rebound uh we're getting back to where uh where it used to be and, and it's getting better it's getting better um and speaking of uh, uh getting better if you go to org you can watch America's days at the races uh, right now they have, uh, the second race at Belmont, uh, live and, uh, you can go to it and, and watch it and, uh, and see just exactly what we're all about here. Uh, another thing we wanted to touch on, start talking about the Breeders' Cup that's coming up here in another three weeks. Uh, Breeders' Cup charters equine flights to California. Uh, the Breeders' Cup announced September 26th that the arrangements have been made with FedEx to charter Two equine flights that will transport horses to California to compete, uh, in the 2021 Kentucky Derby, uh, Breeders Cup World Championship at Del Mar, uh, November 5th and 6th. Um, I was a part of the, uh, of the, a, of a, uh, horse transportation team, uh, within Stone Air Services. And, um, it's phenomenal how they uh, ship these horses over. Um, you know, you're looking at five hours from coast to coast. And so it really doesn't upset their day any. The time change is the most drastic thing. It's a three-hour time schedule. So leading up to the Breeders' Cup, if you're on the East Coast, uh, the Midwest, or, you know, the South, um, you have to start um, uh, rearranging feed times and uh, you know, train your horse a little different to uh, get them to, uh, used to flying in. And um, most of these horses will fly in on Tuesday or Wednesday um, uh, uh, before the uh, – Breeders' Cup and uh, get acclimated to the race course and to the barns and to the setting and to the time and everything. And, um, you know, it, it really works out pretty good. Uh, so, uh, Breeders' Cup will pay for the round trip cost of all horses competing in the World Championships, uh, whose connections use FedEx to ship their runners, whether on a, a charter plane or separately scheduled FedEx flights in lieu of the owner's standards uh, uh, shipping allowance uh, that they will get, uh, $10,000, you know. So now we're we're into looking here at the Breeders' Cup Challenge Races uh, that are coming up that we'll be watching here, uh, coming up uh, Sunday, October 5th, uh, 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 Sunday, uh, October 10th, I should say, we have the Judamont uh, Spencer Stakes, uh, the Longines Distaff. Uh, we have the Castle and Key Bourbon Stakes. Um, Wednesday the thirteenth, we have the J.P. Morgan Jazz, uh, Jasmine Stakes. Um, so we got a lot of com- coming up here in the next week. And um, if, like I said, if you come to ientv.org, you can watch a lot of these races live, uh, and it's all free. And um, it's really good, good thing to watch. Uh, that we're doing. Um, now we're getting into the, uh, Breeders Cup Challenge, um, which is coming up, uh, here. On October 8th at Keeneland, we have the Alcibiades Stakes. It's a Breeders Cup Juvenile Fillies um, at Keeneland. Um, then we have, uh, Stoke and Ogden, Phoenix Stakes at, also at Keeneland. We have the Barn Breeder Futurity that um, TBG Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and um, that's part of our uh, program of how they get there. So you can watch that live on IENTV.org. Um, and then uh, October 9th, we had the First Lady Stakes. Um, it's a Maker's Mark Breeders' Cup filly uh, and Mare Turf uh, race. Uh, it's a great race. We have the um, Keeneland Turf Mile. It's a FanDuel Breeders' Cup mile. Uh, that's part of the Breeders Cup programming that we have here. Then we have the Vos, Vosberto Stakes, uh, it's the Breeders Cup, uh, sprint, um, on October 9th. On October 10th, we have the Indian Summer Stakes, the Breeders Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. On October 10th again, we have the Futurity Stakes, uh, the Breeders Cup Juvenile Turf Sprint. October 10th, we have the Bourbon Stakes, the Breeders Cup Juvenile Turf. Then we have, um, uh the Judamock Spencer Stakes, the Mon Breeder Cup this Staff. And then on the thirteenth, um we end uh, the uh, quest to get to the Breeders Cup with the JP Morgan Chase uh, Jasmine um Breeders Cup uh, juvenile Phillies turf. Um so we got a lot of things coming up here um uh this week uh uh with the uh, Breeders Cup and, and things like that. Uh uh, going on along with uh, the Breeders' Cup uh, uh, finals uh, coming up the 4th and 5th of October. I mean, November. Sorry about that. Uh, then also, we wanted to talk um, uh, to you and switch uh, gears a little bit and go to Laurel Park in Maryland. It's a fall festival of racing. They have five stakes worth uh, $600,000 in um, They have the $150,000 guaranteed Laurel for surety. We have the one hundred fifty thousand dollar guaranteed summer stakes. We have the one hundred thousand dollar Laurel Dash. We have the one hundred thousand dollar guaranteed all along stakes, and then we have the one hundred thousand dollar uh, Japan Turf Cup, um, which is a, 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 which is a really good race. They get a lot of international horses to that race and everything. So uh, that's at Laurel Park uh, now. Uh, you can go to go to them. Um, that's on our, uh uh, a great uh, uh, facility to race at, uh, really great. Now we're going to talk about uh, uh, at the wire a little bit. Um, there are so many things that we have here available um, coming up for the 2021-22 20, uh, stakes races at, uh, at the fairgrounds uh, in uh, New Orleans. Um We start off on uh, November 25th with the Thanksgiving uh, Day Classic. It's $150,000 added, six furlongs on the dirt for three-year-olds and up. Uh, Then uh, we go down uh, to the Louisiana Champions Day Ladies, this staff. It's for three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares, uh, Louisiana bred for a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. Um, that's always a great race every year. It's always really close. Um, yeah, it's it's great. And then we have uh, uh, what, uh, which is a great uh, day of racing to go to. Um, it's Louisiana Champions Day Ladies Distaff, my 16th on the dirt. That's December 11th. Then we go down to the Louisiana Champions Day Juvenile, uh, two-year-olds, Louisiana bred, six furlongs on the dirt. Then we go to the Louisiana Champions Day Sprint, $100,000, three-year-olds and up for Louisiana Bred, six furlongs on the dirt. Then we have the Louisiana Champions Day Ladies Sprint, three-year-olds and up, fillies and mares, Louisiana Bred, six furlongs on the dirt. Then we have the Louisiana Day Lassie, it's a two-year-old fillies, uh, uh, Louisiana Bred, six furlongs on the dirt, uh, that's $100,000. Um, and like I said, this day is just uh, loaded with, uh, uh, good money, good, good horse racing. It's just unbelievable. Uh, we have the Louisiana Day, uh, classic. That's for three-year-olds and up. Louisiana bread's a mile and an eighth on the dirt. Then we have the 100, uh, the Louisiana Champions Day turf for three-year-olds and up, uh, which is a mile and a sixteenth on the turf. Then we have the Tenacious. Uh, on December 26th, it's $100,000 added for three-year-olds and up. Um, am mile and a 16th on the dirt. And so, you know, when you go through the uh, races here at Louisiana, um, you know, it's just, a, it's just amazing, um, how they bounce back from uh, where they were at. Then we get down to, uh, uh, the, the, uh, December 31st, Louisiana futurity for the boys two-year-olds and up, Louisiana red, six furlongs on the dirt. Um, that's $100,000 at them. Then um, on January 26th, we have the $200,000 uh, a three-year-old uh, race, a mile on the 16th uh, on the dirt. Um, now, I, let me tell you, sometimes um, you can get a, a derby runner out of, out of this race. Uh, it's just a great race. Um, it's a true test of where you're at. It's 200,000 added, uh, three-year-olds on a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. Um, then we have the, uh, we have the Louisiana, um which is for four-year-olds and up, mile and a sixteenth on the dirt, $150,000 added. Um, then we get down into February, uh, which we have the, uh, February 19th, the mine shaft for four-year-olds and up, a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt. Then we had the Resident Star uh, for three-year-olds, and there's a great racing in Louisiana. I mean, it's really fantastic out there. Um, they've got a good program. Their agricultural department helps them out a lot, and um, you know, it's just really good for the clients to you know uh, be able to go down to uh, uh, Bourbon Street in Louisiana and New Orleans, and then go out to the track and you know and have a good afternoon out there. Um, Right, one of the things that uh, we, we like about uh, Louisiana is, is the uh, Derby prep races. Um, we have the uh, February nineteenth, a four hundred thousand dollar Risen Star for three year olds and up, with mile and an eighth on the dirt, um, which is a great one. And then for the Oaks, we have the three hundred thousand dollar Rachel Alexander for three year old fillies, a mile and a sixteenth on the dirt, uh, which is is really good um, race. Uh, Good uh, prep race for the Kentucky Oaks. Uh, You see a lot of Kentucky Oaks runners coming out of there, which is uh, just uh, exciting to see all these races here coming up, you know, on our calendar here. And then then we start getting into, you know, uh, getting close to the uh, uh, final prep race for the Kentucky Derby. Um, that, That is good. We have... For the Phillies on March 26th, we had the $400,000 Fairgrounds Oaks, uh, for three year old Phillies, a mile on the 16th on the dirt. And it's great timing, uh, for the, uh, uh, for the Phillies to get ready for the Kentucky Oaks. Um, you know, it's a good, good amount of time out and really good, uh, you know, uh, prep race for the Kentucky Oaks. Then we have the, on March 26th, also we have the million dollar Louisiana Derby. It's for three-year-olds, a mile and three-sixteenths on the dirt. And this is probably one of the best races that you could uh, uh, get to prep your horse before the Derby. Um, I was fortunate enough to uh, work with a horse called El Baba uh, back in the early 80s. And uh, we won the Louisiana Derby, and that was a good springboard for us to get to the Kentucky Derby. And, and, uh, you know, I I really like this Derby, um, Louisiana Derby. I think it's really a great test uh, for your horse. Um, they got good crowds there. There's a lot of noise. There's a lot of fans. There's a lot of everything, you know, um, pomp and circumstances, they say, um, the partying uh, and everything, and it's, re- it's really good. Um, and that's the Million Dollar uh, Louisiana Derby on March 26th. And so that pretty much uh, wraps it up for Louisiana, and- and which is a great state to be in, to race in. Um, the people at the fairgrounds are really good. Um, you know, you just couldn't ask for anything better, better than that. And so now uh, we're into the hardcore uh, uh, part of uh, the how they get there to the Kentucky twenty two twenty twenty two Kentucky Derby. Um, there um, we got a good a lot of good races coming up here. Um, you know, for for the horses uh, on October ninth uh, this Saturday we have the breeders um, futurity at Keeneland, and um uh, that that's a good good prep race uh for the horses uh a, a lot of times you don't see a lot of horses come out of the, uh, the Keeneland race um that fare very well in the derby um has got a deep track and and uh it's been tough and then um uh, they uh, uh they switched the surfaces on the turn and, um, so it's pretty good, uh, today, uh, you know, there, um, Belmont Park, has we stake schedule this Saturday's the Joe Hirsch Turk Classic 500,000, uh, which is, is a good, good race to watch. Uh, you can watch it on IMtv.org. Um, October 20th, uh, 23rd, we have the Verdeman Futurity Trophy in Doncaster, England. We have the Breeders' Cup um, Juvenile at Del on November fifth, uh, November twenty, uh, November twenty seventh. We have the Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes at Churchill, and that, that's a great race to uh, to be a part of. Um, then we have the uh, Remsen Stakes at Aqueduct on December fourth, uh, is a good Derby prep race. Um, you know, for them here. And then in Kawasaki, Japan, we have the Zen Nippon Nissan uh, uh, Stakes race on December 15th. That's in Kawasaki, Japan. Um, the, the, another race that uh, sometimes don't um, bring a, a surprise out uh, is Springboard Mile at Remington Park. Um, that, that's a, a lot of good horses there. Um, sometimes... Um, it, it can come up to be an easy race uh, there. Uh, uh, it's just a lot of people don't go out out to uh, um, you know to the, the springboard at Remington Park. Uh, a lot of, they just don't do that. Um, then we have on uh, December 18th in Los Alamitos uh, Futurity. Uh, that's December 18th. Then we have the Gun Runner at um, the Fairgrounds at December 26th. Uh, the Smarty Jones, uh, January 1st, uh, 2022. That is a race that could uh, put you in the right direction. Um, because what I like about it is it's on January 1st and then, uh, several weeks later we come down, uh, on the January 29th to the Southwest Stakes in Oakland. And, um, so that, that's really a, a good race, uh, you know, to go with there. Uh, good prep races for these horses. Um, then then uh, we do the Holy Bull at Gulfstream on February uh, 5th, 2022. <clears throat> we do the uh, Labrador uh, B. Lewis uh, Santa Anita Park on February 5th. Then the race that I like the most, the best prep race in the world before the Kentucky Derby, it is called the Sam F. Davis Tampa Bay Downs February 5th. And let me tell you, when you come out of that race, you come out you're ready to roll. Um, that's a lot of derby winners have come out, out of there here recently. Uh, recent most one that I like was always Dreaming. Um, it was a great race, uh, you know, there. Um, then we had the Hyacinth uh, from Tokyo Racecourse on February 7th. Um, a lot of those horses do good, but they st- usually stay on an international level. Uh, they don't uh, come to the states that often, um, you know, out of there. Um, another good race uh, we have is the El Camino Real Derby at Golden Gate Fields, February 19th. Um, not many horses have come out of there to uh, uh, run in the derby or win the derby, but it's, it's a good race and uh, um, makes your uh, trainers really think about what they'd like to do. Um, then... We have the uh, Risen Star at the fairgrounds on February 19, 2022. Uh, it's a tough race, man. I'm telling you, it is a tough race. We have the Rebel uh, Stakes at Oakland Park on October, um, February 26th, uh which is a, a, a great derby prep race. Um, uh, you really know what kind of horse you have. And, and unfortunately, um with with the rebels uh, with the rebel stakes, if a lot of trainers will take him and run them back, um, uh, come back and run them back in the uh, in, in the Arkansas Derby, uh, which is uh, April second. So you know you're looking at uh, February twenty sixth, uh, which is a good time period. It gives them a time off, and uh, a lot of times they uh, end up going to uh, uh, run in the rebel and then go to the uh, Arkansas Derby. And um, it just kind of uh, takes it out of them a little bit. That's two races in a row, and, and to come up with the third race and be in the Kentucky Derby, it's tough. You know, it's tough to do that. Um, then on uh, March 5th, we got the Fountain of Youth, um, which is a good prep race for the Florida Derby and then on to the Kentucky Derby. And, again, I go back to saying uh, you got to look at how many times you're going to run your horse from the 1st uh, uh, of January to, to the Kentucky Derby. Uh, you know, you're looking at five months, um, and, and, you know, two, three races, uh, usually get your horse there to the Derby, you know, in pretty good condition. Um, but, you know, a lot of, a lot of trainers, uh, just don't look at it that way. And then the road to the Kentucky Derby, uh, condition stakes at Kempton Park, uh, is a race that, uh, you might see a horse come out of there to go to the Derby, but, uh, traveling from Europe, uh, back to the States is kind of tough. Um, now we get down into the tough races. Um, we, on uh, March 12th, we had the Gotham Stakes at Aqueduct, um, which is really uh, a tough race. Um, a lot of good horses come out of there and go on to be, uh, you know, better, older, older horses. Uh, it's a great, uh, great prep race for the Derby. It's on March 12th. And we're getting into that timeline uh, when you're looking at uh, five, six, seven weeks out, um, you know, for your horse. Uh, You really got to be careful where you run them um, and when you run them uh, because uh, usually a five-week period, uh, you know, or a four-week period to the Derby. uh, I prefer uh, the five-week period uh, to the Derby. Uh, You can let him rest up. You can let him gain some weight and you can get a lot of things done with him, you know, in that five-week time. And so that's what I like about that. Then uh, again, on March 12th, we got to the Tampa Bay Derby at Tampa Bay Downs. Um, a lot of good horses come out of that race. Uh, you know, you're right on the money with them. Uh, you're ready to roll and, um, it's a good track. Yeah. Uh, it's a great track to condition a horse on. And if you can win a, a big stakes race like that at Tampa Bay, you're, you're seriously involved in, you know, the top five for the Kentucky Derby. Um, then we had the San Felipe stakes at, um, Santa Anita Park, March 12th, uh, 2022. Um which is, is a great race. Uh, Bob Baffert owns that park. So, you know, you look at that. Um, then internationally, you look at the UAE Derby. It made, uh, made in Racecourse uh, on the 26th. Uh, that's a good race. Uh, very few horses come over from that, but we've had a few over the years, and they fared fairly well. And then, uh, again, on March 26th, we had the Louisiana Derby um, at the fairgrounds. Um, it is a great race, uh, preps them just right, but, um, sometimes, you know, uh, that, that course could be tough to, to run on, you know. Then we have uh, a race that I really like, um, is the Sunland Derby from Sunland Park. Um, that's March 27th. Um, you get, we get quite a few, uh, horses, you know, come back, uh, out east from there, um, you know, to just see what's going on. And then, um, on April 2nd, these are the last races that you'll see the good horses, uh, ready for the Derby run in. And, um, that, that's, it, it's a tough race. Um, we're looking now at, um, the, uh, Florida Derby on April 2nd. Uh, it, it's, uh, just right. It, it's a, about a month and a few days before the Kentucky Derby. And, and uh, uh, A lot of horses, good horses, come out of there and win win the Kentucky Derby. That's April 2nd. Then, uh, again, on April 2nd, we had the Arkansas Derby from Oakland Park. Um, You know, like I said, with the Southwest and the Rebel and um, all the other races uh, that they have there, you know, sometimes trainers get a little, you know, happy about running in those races, getting ready for the Derby, and uh, that's what they do. Uh, you know, they, they overrun their horse and, um, but, uh, that, that's the Arkansas Derby, uh, April 2nd. Um, we've had a couple of horses, uh, come out of the next race, uh, the Jeff Ruby stakes at, uh, Turfway Park on April 2nd. Um, they've been pretty, uh, pretty decent runners out of there. And then we had the, uh, Cardinal Condition stakes at, uh, Chelmsford City. And that's April 7th another European, uh, you know, race. Then we have the last of the last. Uh, We have um, uh, the uh, Wood Memorial at Aqueduct on April the 9th, uh, which is a tough race. Uh, And a lot of of horses that are lightly raced uh, will come out and go there and uh, see what they can do, um, you know, in in the derby. Um, But that Wood Memorial is a good race. It's a tough race. And a lot of times it's the icing on the cake. Um, to prep your horse for the derby. Um, then uh, we have uh, the bluegrass stakes at Keeneland. Um, uh, a lot of horses come out of there. They don't fare very well on the Churchill track, um, and that's been uh, historically uh, documented um, about the bluegrass. Uh, some people were saying it was too close to the derby being April 9th, um, you know, that it was kind of a, a tough road to go. And everything, and then it, the last race on April 9th is the Santa Anita Derby at Santa Anita Park. Um, it's a real good race there; the track's good, and it's a good prep race to uh, uh, get your horse ready. And then the last one is the Lexington Stakes at uh, uh, Keeneland on April the sixteenth. And uh, let me tell you, if you got a lightly raced horse and uh, you're coming up to Churchill for the Derby, uh, let me tell you something that race could be the, the one that just puts the fuel back into them and gets them ready for it. Um, that's Lexington Stakes um, on the 16th uh, at uh, Keeneland. So a lot of those horses you see in there are very lightly raced. And uh, if they're doing good and doing well, uh, what happens is uh, they come in, they run into the Lexington, and then it's right there, uh, going right into Kentucky. But like I said, a lot of horses don't fare well off of the Kima track when they go to Churchill. And then and now we're going to play catch up here. The last uh, uh, race that we're going to look at here is uh um, was an interesting race. It was Santa Anita Park uh, on October 1st. It was uh, um, the 2021 uh, uh, American Feral Stakes it's a grade one post time was at four thirty? and we had, uh, uh, with seven horses in this race. And, uh, uh, it was, it was interesting. Bob Baffert had three horses in there and, uh um, uh, he fared very well in-, in that race. Uh, he, he came out uh, with his horses. He came out ready to run. And this American Ferris Stakes is a Derby point, uh, gather, uh, for, um, to go to the Derby. And then unfortunately for Bob, um, they've taken away his, uh, uh, due to his uh, legal situation over some horses being medicated or over-medicated um, with uh, illegal drugs. Um, unfortunately for Bob, he earns no points uh, for the Kentucky Derby. Um, Bob ran first in the race. He ran uh, uh, fourth and fifth in the race. Um it, it was a, a good race, it was a good time. Um typically it was a Bob baffert trained horse. Um it was a great uh great uh race uh, you know, to watch. Um and so it, it was interesting to see um, you know, what uh what you know gonna be uh uh down the road for him with these horses. Um they'll probably run on the undercard in the Derby uh, on Derby Day or or, or, or on Oaks Day. Um, they'll probably run on that undercard because there, there's no points and they can't run in the Derby. Um, then we um, go to October 2nd, uh, we had the Champagne Stakes um, at Belmont Park. And what I like about this race is uh, they, they get um, a good trip over the track, and uh, when they become an older horse and there are the Belmont Stakes rolls around, it's really a, a good race, you know, to get your horse used to the track and, and the stretch at uh, at Belmont. Um again this was another lightly race. We uh you know the other um the uh, uh race that we had out in California, uh the American Pharaoh, they had seven horses. And uh the Belmont uh, uh park, uh the Champagne Stakes, a grade one race, only had six horses in it. And uh Todd, Todd had the one horse in there and his name's Witt, uh which is I think is a great um uh, Kentucky Derby uh uh horse. Um, uh, that's my pick right now uh, for the Kentucky Derby is with, um, then Todd also had Mr. Prankster in there, uh, which is a nice horse, but I don't think he's going to be up to that Derby quality, uh, you know, come this spring. I think he'll be good as an old, older horse. And then we had, um, uh, uh, command performance, uh, another Todd Butcher horse, which is a horse that I think is going to be, um. Uh, one to watch uh, he's going to be uh, interesting to see uh, you know where he where he's going you know with this horse and everything um, Todd did fairly well in this race here in uh, third and fourth um, second third and fourth in here uh, all the horses ran good um, uh, three wide in the turn um, on command performance um, we had uh, uh, a great race from him uh, he was driving at the end, and uh, I think uh, you know he'll be he'll be a good shot. Uh, he'll also be a possible horse for uh, Todd on the Derby this year. Then we're going uh, to come uh, to the next um, um, race, uh, is this weekend at Keeneland, and it's called the Claiborne Breeders Cup Futurity. Uh, this is October ninth, and um, it's going to be close to uh, the uh, uh, coming up uh, in November. Fourth and fifth for the uh, uh, Breeders' Cup uh, that, that we have there, but it's Claymore uh, Breeders' Futurity—it's uh, a—it's a good race. It's a mile and sixteen. Um, it's over a good track. Uh, and like I said, you know, it depends on where your horses are, uh, you know, running at. And um, in this race, we had ten horses in there. Todd Pletcher had Double Thunder, uh, which is a Kentucky bred two year old colt. Uh, Paco Lopez was riding, uh, and, and what a good horse. And, and let me tell you, um, there's some good horses in here. Dale Romans, Ash Musen, Mike Maker, uh, Dutro from New York, Kenny McPeak. Um, we have a local, uh, in there, uh, King Curlin, which is, uh, a vanberg trained horse. And then we had Max Time, which is Dale Romans trained horse. And uh, that's all coming up this Sunday. Um, it's going to be a great race. Um, I, I enjoy, I would like to have you come to uh, IENTV.org and watch it live, uh, you know, on on our website. Uh, it'll be a good race. And they'll have a lot of derby information, uh, a lot more than I can give you, and they're better at it than I am. So, uh, you know, that, that'll be good. Uh, then uh, we're going to go to last call now. It's about the races, uh, about the race store sales and um, all over the country and everything. And uh, Keeneland released their uh, catalog for the November sale. It's the 78th November breeding stock sale. Um, we'll offer 3,594 horses. Now, just think about that. Uh, that's a lot of horses to, uh, to uh, uh, have uh, going through the sales. It'll take several days to do that. Um, again, you can watch it live, uh, the sales, uh, on intv.org. Uh, um, it'll be online, uh, uh, sale. Um, sale will offer, uh, 2,159 broodmares mares and broodmare prospects. It will offer 1,432 wanelings, three stallions or stallion prospects. Uh, this November sale will also offer a single session dedicated to horses of racing age that will take place, uh, the final day. And, and when they say the horses of a racing age, that means that you can go to the sale and buy one of those horses and literally the next week go out and race it. So it's, uh, good to go. It's a turnkey operation on that one. Um, so, uh, uh immediately following the 148 catalog head of breeding stock, um, because Keeneland extended the entry deadline for the race horse, uh, segment until October 4th. So, um, uh, That that'll be interesting to see what uh, you know happens with that. But just think about that, folks. Three thousand five hundred ninety-four horses for sale. That's a lot, a lot of horses, you know, in there. So um, uh, that's what we're looking at there. Um, Then um, the the Fasig-Tipton has cataloged two hundred fifty-nine entries for the November sale. The company selected mixed sale. To be held in lexington on november 9th um, the single session sale will begin at 2 p.m eastern time um, on november 9th uh, eclipse champion eclipse champions readers cup winners millionaires graded uh graded producers and selected weanlings it's all on the offer again in our october in our november sale this year uh said fast um uh, president uh Boyd brownie uh This year's catalog is arguably one of the deepest we've had in recent memory, with 45 graded stakes winners or producers, 30 of which are grade one. So that's amazing. This is going to be such a high-quality sale that it'll just blow your mind. Uh, It's going to be uh, unbelievable. Uh, We are particularly excited about the variety of offerings uh, in this year's sales. Said Boyd Browning Jr., um, which should be, have significant appeal to breeding and racing operations from every part of the globe, and uh, uh, the sales are kind of taking a, a, a change in direction by going to high quality, you know, horses of all ages, breeding uh, you know, um, weanlings and so forth. Um, it's just going to be unbelievable to see. How this how this thing will go? Um, I, I think it's going to be a, a sale worth watching. Uh, I really do. Uh, I, I just think it's going to be a, a phenomenal prices. Uh, you're going to see people from all over the world, and you'll see quite a few million dollar sellers in this race. Uh, you know, so that that'll be interesting to see here. Uh, the sale will begin with uh, 135 wheeling selected. On pedigree and confirmation before trans, uh, transitioning into racing, um, in and broodmare prospects or, and in full mares as the evening falls. Uh, the evening portion of the November sale, um, often referred to as the night of the stars. Um, the quality of this catalog offered in a single spectacular evening session makes our uh, November sale one of the more singular, important and exciting events of the Thoroughbred Auction Calendar, um, continued, continued, continue. uh, Browning. We look forward to showcasing the sport's finest Thoroughbreds to the World's Breeders Cup. Um, this, this uh, catalog can be viewed online, including Fast and Tempton's popular one-of-a-kind, uh, enhanced catalog. The enhanced catalog, uh, provides up-to-date, um, catalog pages, daily racing forum, past performances, and race replays, and Alan Porter, pedigree analyst of the five cross um, pedigrees for all racing broom mare prospects and broom mares and stallions. So um, that race is going to be a uh, uh, that race. I'm already racing these horses, and they're not even bought yet. Um, but uh, this, this is going to uh, be a, a new trend in the, in the equine sales market, uh, and, and this goes for all breeds. Uh, what they're going to start doing is they're going to start reducing the redu- reduction of, uh, of number of horses entered, you know, in- into these categories, and they're going to get down to smaller, um, uh, smaller, uh, uh, you know, sales. And uh, when they do that, uh, uh, it-, it makes it more exciting and an interesting auction. It's a one-night deal, and uh, uh, you can go to it and see it, and no telling how many million-dollar horses will come out of there. Uh, who knows? You might find a Kentucky Derby winner, you know, in that lot, or an Oaks winner, or a Breeders' Cup winner, and you know? also uh, that that would really be uh, an interesting thing. Um, we uh, have here next uh, on our list um, is another fasic tipton sale, and um, this this is going to be an interesting sale in itself. Um, it's the Fasig-Tipton Kentucky October Yearling. Uh, catalog online. Um, passage Tipton has cataloged 1,586 yearlings for its uh, Kentucky October yearling sale on October 25th through the 28th in Lexington. Um, four continuous sessions conducted Monday through Thursday will begin each day at 10 a.m., which you'll be able to watch uh, live here on IENTV.org. It says Kentucky uh, October has developed into the most important yearling sale of the calendar. Uh, uh said Fazik Tipton, President, CEO, Brown Blowing, uh, Browning. Sorry about that, Mr. Browning. Um, this year's catalog is outstanding with every current, uh, top 25 ranked sire represented by multiple yearlings. Buyers will find a tremendous quality no matter what their budget is. And see that that goes to show you that uh, they're starting to create these catalogs uh, from the very high end and to a select group, uh, um, uh, all all uh, ages. And, and then now, uh, you know, Classic Tipton has come in with a yearling sale. Um, that it's going to have a, a little something for everybody's budget. And the nice thing about that is, is when you get a yearling, you're just uh, uh, this time of year in January becomes a two-year-old. And then by March he's ready to uh work at a uh work at a uh, uh you know, horse and training sale, race horse and training sale uh at Thazik Tipton and uh usually in Ocala. And uh you can go in and you can get you a horse and then uh uh you know, by July you're ready to race and, and you're ready to start pointing towards the Derby and everything. Uh so that's on that's on our last call program. You'll be able to watch that uh, you know, as it comes along. Um Still graduates continue to have success in the highest levels, nothing, notching nearly 200 stakes wins, uh, or placing in 2021. And so that, that tells you a lot. You got 15, 186 yearlings here. And then the results, uh, last year, um, you know, was about the same. You got 200 stakes wins and that, that's something that they really like to see. Um, Uh, The stakes winners that that were good this year was Hot Rod Charlie winning over the September 25th Pennsylvania Derby at Parks Racing and undefeated two-year-old Jack Christopher, who captured the October 2nd Champagne Stakes at Belmont Park. Uh, The final stop on the North North American Yearling Sales Tour sale has expanded to four selling sessions in recent years to help accommodate uh, the increase in the market demand. It's nationally a top-ranked yearling sale by a percentage of grade one winners and graded stakes winners. So the catalog may now be viewed online. Uh, It will be also available via equinelinesales.com catalog app. And our print catalogs will be available during the sales week in Lexington. Uh, So sign up today at the Bloodhobers Daily. Um, That's where we get a lot of our information from uh, here. And then uh, now we're going to um, (coughs) talk a little bit about uh, uh, some things that we're trying to do on our our website. (coughs) We we would like to see a lot of our viewers and a lot of (coughs) uh, owners uh, send us their information on uh, what they're doing and where they're going and how they're getting there. And that's the main thing uh how they're getting there is uh is our uh program for uh how the derby uh how horses get to the Kentucky Derby by uh, providing weekly updates with uh races to be run in order to qualify the derby um, for races that were won uh to see how they're doing um you know and just kind of take it up to the next notch and everything but we're also interested in horses from the uh, uh, the show horse industry. Uh, we're looking for uh, uh, dressage horses. We're looking for hunter-jumpers. Um, you know, we're looking for three-day eventers. Uh, we're looking for a little bit of everything, um, you know, from them. Um, that's what we're wanting to do. Uh, the Quarter Horse Association, the Dressage Association, um, if you go to our website now, uh, we have uh, live dressage zero to ten. Uh, we have... Uh, Last Call, uh, which is the sales um, uh, from Europe, uh, that's live right now on IENTV.org. Um, the Dressage is live uh, on IENTV.org. So I'm, I keep pushing and pushing and announcing and announcing and trying to figure out how we can get people to, you know, come to our, our website. If you want to come to the website, you can advertise for free. Uh, we'll 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 let you advertise for free. Um, so come to us and let us know what you have. Uh, maybe you'll become the equestrian of the week or the farm of the week. Um, you know that's what we're looking for. Um, and, and people to you know, join with us and and, and come online and uh, talk with us and and call in and talk to us. And that's what we're trying to do uh, here at INQB.org. Um One of my this, this is probably. Anything I could say as far as success is concerned about my website, um, this is the the top number one spot on there. Um, We have movie of the week, and uh, we have All Roads Lead Home. It's a great family movie. It's about a girl and her horse and how all roads lead to home. Um, It's about an hour-and-a-half-long movie. It's a great movie to watch on rainy days or late at night. Uh, you know, it's something for the whole family. And that's what we try to do here is get everybody involved in our equine family here at intv.org. Um, We're trying to do that. And I know I keep telling the website and, and all, but I'm just reiterating, you know, what we have here, you know, for uh, the equestrians. Uh, we want to know about uh, what you're doing uh, from the backyard equestrian uh to the top level equestrian to the world champions uh you know it's all about how they get there and everybody gets there in a different way and that's what we're trying to uh let people know at our website um is how they get there uh you know uh, you could be a backyard uh, uh person that goes all the way to the olympics or you could uh really go uh to the next level and uh uh, you know, have, have, uh, the best horse in the world. Um, you know, we don't care where you come from. We don't care how big your stable is. We don't care, um, you know, uh, where you're showing. Uh, you know, if you got a little show going on and, and you know, and maybe only have 20 horses, uh, you know, let us know. Let us know. If you got video, send it to us. Let us know. That's what we're trying to do is get you, uh, uh, get the equestrians. From all around the world to start letting us know what they're doing. You know, especially in, in Europe. Uh, BBS goes all over the world. Uh, you know, we have, uh, iHeartRadio and YouTube. Uh, so we're, uh, international. Uh, that's why I named it the International Equine Network. Is that's what we're trying to do, but we need content. Uh, we want to expose everybody to, you know, um, what's going on in, in their, and their, uh, 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 equestrian life uh, how they get there what they do uh, you know that's what we're looking for uh, just call us and let us know uh, what's going on uh, you know with us um, uh, you know we got a, a great a little video here it's a short time a short run video it's called the Florida horse and um, what that is about is it's about how the horse industry affects the economy all over the world Um, When you have over 10,000 horses coming into uh, uh, Ocala, Florida to show for the winter, when you have, uh, you know, 10,000 horses coming into Palm Beach County showing for the winter, um, you know, it it affects the economy. Um, They're going to Burger King. They're going to Walmart. uh, You know, they're going to the doctors. they are buying gas. um, You know, they're buying feed and hay. Um, They're supporting um, all of our industries that we have here in Palm Beach County and Ocala and California and Kentucky and New York, um, it, it's an economic impact uh, when they go there. Uh, you know, they go grocery shopping, uh, they buy gas, um, you know, they buy clothes from the Walmart. Uh, you know, they do the whole nine yards. Uh, the feed stores uh, that operate, uh, you know, from them um, is really good. So, you know, that's what it's all about. Is, is the industry itself, the economic impact that we have on everything that we do. Um you know, like, like today we have, uh, uh we have Todd Pletcher is on, on our America's Day at the races. Uh, they're talking about how they do, uh, how they, uh, train horses, uh, about the owners. Uh, they, you know, it's just, it's a great piece, you know, to have, uh, on our website. And, uh, what we would like to see, is some small town, you know, horse racing, some small town, uh, horse, uh, shows. Uh, that's what we're looking for. And uh, you know, we hope you could be a part of it. We would like for you to be a part of it. We don't care what you have or what you do. Uh, we, that's what we care about. And, um, you know, uh, uh, it affects all of us in our life. Uh, and that's one of the things that uh, we're trying to do is get everybody involved. Um, families, uh, you would be surprised how many people you see, you know, in, in the horse industry that are all family. And the greatest thing about that is is we see the kids coming up and they're riding. We see the mothers helping them. We see the fathers helping them. We see the brothers and sisters learning to ride. We see all that. We see all that here at IEN, and what we'll need now is to have you folks come out and let us know who you are, where you're at, and what you're doing. Because I'm telling you, right here and now, we can make a difference in your life. We can make a difference in where your horse is going and how it's getting there. And that's the mainstay of our, our program uh, today and now through the British coming into the Derby is how they get there. And so call us and let us know. Email us at uh, ienequinetv uh, at gmail.com. Um, and just email us and let us know what's going on with you. And uh, let us know when you can be on the show. Schedule an appointment to be on the show. Um, we might come out and interview you at a, at a horse show or at your farm. But you've got to let us know. And, uh, so uh, we're right at the end of our show here today. Um, we thank BBS for all the things that they've done for us and for allowing us to uh, get our uh, message out there and go to BBS.com and uh, to see, uh, uh, bbsradio.com, Uh, sorry about that. Um, to see what all they have. They've got a lot of good entertainment on there. Uh, they got entertainment that'll make you laugh, make you cry, make you think. And, uh, so that's the, the good part about them. So equestrians. Next Thursday, 1 o'clock, tune in.